Well, hello there. My name is Aaron. I'd like to welcome you to the next edition of the Speak English Fearlessly podcast. In today's episode, I'd like to share with you about the habit of being uncomfortable. Oh, dear. Hmm. Maybe inside you're thinking, I don't know if I want to listen to this episode. I don't like being uncomfortable. Hey, I, I hear you. Being uncomfortable is something, well, nobody likes to be. Nobody likes feeling uncomfortable. And honestly, you know, that's why we built that, well, in your case, that Spanish bubble. You have that Spanish bubble around you, which I'm hoping you're already beginning to pop by practicing the previous two habits. You know, the habit of connection with English, more connection time with English, and the habit of frequency, doing one or two things multiple times during the day in English. The more you do those things, the more you practice them, the sooner that bubble will start to pop. But being uncomfortable, like I said, nobody likes it, and that's what that bubble was for. It was to keep you comfortable. It was to keep you feeling safe while you got used to your new country, this country called Canada. I mean, you left behind your friends and your family, your home, your work, your normal, everything. You left it behind and you're starting brand new here in Canada. So that Spanish bubble you built, it's totally normal. It's totally something that, well, everybody does things like that. They try to protect themselves and keep themselves happy and comfortable. That that seems to be the frequent word in this episode is being comfortable. But you know what? Your growth in English is going to require you to step into some uncomfortable situations. And that's one of the biggest hurdles I think English learners, any learner, for that matter. It doesn't, not just English learners, anybody trying to learn something new needs to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Be it learning how to play guitar or learning how to, in my case, when I was living in Mexico, I had to learn how to be very, very, very uncomfortable as I was trying to learn to speak Spanish. So anytime you're trying to learn something new, I mean, just look at your own life. The times that you've learned, you've had to take risks, right? You've had to put yourself out there. You've had to make mistakes and feel embarrassed and feel shy and feel scared or terrified about doing that thing that you're trying to learn how to do. (sighs) It's no fun. I know it's no fun. But my friend, if you are wanting to see your English skills grow, I need to encourage you to start doing those things that scare you. I need to encourage you to start talking to people in English, even when you don't feel ready. If you're with a circle of friends at school or at work, and you know that they speak English, you need to step in and try to engage in that conversation You need to take that risk. You need to push yourself to do it. But I promise you, if you make that one of your frequency habits, 
you know, doing it multiple times during the day, if that's your thing, if you are wanting to see your ability to speak in English improve, then the only way to make that happen is for you to speak. And the best way for you to do it is when you're with a group of people, as terrifying as that sounds. Try to speak in English. Put yourself out there and be uncomfortable. I guarantee you, the more times you do it, the better you will feel. Okay, so being uncomfortable sucks. I hate it. You hate it. We avoid it as much as we can, don't we? But sometimes being uncomfortable is required if we want to grow. Don't believe me? Well, I'd like to invite you to take a deeper look at being uncomfortable. Let's listen in on a podcast interview I did with my lovely wife, Anna, about eight years ago while we were still living in Mexico. Anna's first language, or native language, is Spanish because she is from Mexico. With lots of hard work and many years of practice, she has become fluent in English. Together, we take a deeper look into the scary uncomfortableness of feeling embarrassed while you're trying to use English. During our interview, we'll be covering some helpful strategies that you can use to deal with embarrassment. But don't worry about trying to remember it all. I've prepared a free guide to help you deal with embarrassment and actually make it work for you instead of against you. To get your free copy, just go to www.selfipsuccess.com forward slash no shame. That's www.selfipsuccess.com forward slash no shame to download your copy today. Now, please sit back, relax, and come with me as I turn back time eight years to our conversation about how to deal with and use embarrassment. Embarrassing moments. That never happens to us, though, right? No, never. <laughs> no. Well, actually, today's episode comes from one of our faithful listeners. His name is... Julio. There you go. I just had an embarrassing moment. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Julio. I really didn't know who you are. But uh, yeah, so today we're talking about embarrassing moments. And actually, when you're learning a language, any language, you're going to have a lot of experience with embarrassment. <laughs> yes. And if you're not having embarrassing moments, it's because you're not doing anything. That's what we're talking about today. What embarrassing moments can teach us and what to do about them. Okay. All right. So, Anna, we're going to start with you. Tell us, right share the with the world one of your embarrassing moments. Well, probably one of the most embarrassing moments that I have ever had. It was like a few years ago. Actually, I was already fluent in English. Okay. I had an accident in my office. I was working for a company and I fell from the stairs. And I had a long sick leave and I had to go to rehab and all this therapies. And I remember that we were receiving periodically calls from your parents, my parents-in-law. Right, because I'm from Canada, remember, and my parents still live in Canada, so that's how we stayed in touch, by telephone. That's right. And they were 
just checking up on me like every two weeks and they called me and I remember they were like, so what's wrong with you? Why you have been so long in your sick leave and you have to go to physical therapy? And I remember when they asked me, so why are you not getting any better? And I said, well, they just mailed like x-rays and they've just found out that I have three hernias in my cervix. In your what? <laughs> That's right. Uh, can you have a hernia in there? <laughs> I hope not. If you do, it must hurt an awful lot. <laughs> what I really wanted to say is I had three hernias in my cervicals. Okay, that sounds a little bit better. <laughs> but the worst thing of it is that I didn't even notice that I made the mistake. Oh, no. Did your president say anything? No, they're nice was, people. Yes. They didn't do that. <laughs> Well, once they get to know they you, I'm sure they would give you a hard time. But they didn't, they didn't point my mistake or anything. I didn't hear laughs in the back. I, so I just went like normal with the conversation on right. and all that stuff. So how did you figure out that you made a terrible <laughs> I, mistake? It was when I hung up. When I hung up, I said, what did I just say? Oh, no. And it did you want to call them back and say, I didn't want to say cervix. I have nothing in my cervix. Don't worry. It's my cervical. Right. <laughs> but no, I just figured it out after I hung up. And it was, I felt like so bad. And I remember I flushed like all kinds of old shades of red. Yes. I, it was terrible. I felt really, really bad. And in that moment, I repeated myself like 30 times. It's cervical. It's cervical. <laughs> No, that is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> yes. So now, what about you? Let's embarrass... Me? More? More. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already made one embarrassing thing. Sorry, Julio. <laughs> well, actually, one of my most embarrassing moments with <laughs> learning a language, for me, my second language is Spanish. Yes. And um, when I first arrived in Mexico, I was staying at a home that had lots of other people. Most of them already spoke Spanish. So okay. they basically adopted me and helped me to do things that I needed to do. Like, for example, go to the grocery store. And so for the first, you know, three or four weeks, I went with this person and, and they were very kind to help me around and to do all the interactions between human and humans. And stupid me, I never paid attention to what they said mm -hmm. and what the other people, for example, the cashiers said, because they usually say something to you when you are giving them the products that you want to buy. That's very common. When somebody do do something for you, yeah. uh, instead of you working on it, you don't pay attention. Totally. I mean, it's just like driving. Yes. I mean, when you're in the co-pilot seat, They Very rarely do you pay yeah. attention to where you're going or how to get there. But when it's your turn to try to get there, it's like, oh, I don't remember how we got there. And the same thing happened to me, but in the grocery store. And I didn't pay attention to what my friend was always saying to the cashier and what the cashier was always saying to my friend. I just was on autopilot, you know. And so when it was my turn to go by myself and get to the, the checkout station, First of all, I was feeling very proud of myself because I was going solo. You were brave. I was being very brave. This was, remember, I'm from a very small town in Canada. <laughs> and this is a very big city, Mexico City. And so I was feeling very proud that I had gathered all the things that I needed in my little cart. And yeah, I was marching up to the checkout to be humbled in a very big way. So I get in line and 
before I know it, it's my turn. I'm unloading all my things. Uh, I think I remember saying hi to the person successfully. And that was, that was all. I just unloaded my stuff. And then she started talking to me, the cashier. And I remember thinking to myself, Oh no, wait a minute. I'm not prepared for this. I I didn't, uh, that's exactly what started to happen. No, I forgot every language that I knew. My very little Spanish was out the window and my English was most useless basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what was worse was that there was a line of people behind me and that some of them could hear what was going on. And the lady I'm sure was being just a very nice person. Very polite. Very polite. (laughs) Yes. And then the worst thing happened. She stopped talking and was looking at me and I was expecting an answer. Exactly. Like a normal (laughs) human being would, you know, like you say something and you expect somebody else to say something back to you. It's called a conversation. Exactly. But uh, nothing came. And I remember just looking at her and feeling my face turn like bright red. And I wanted to disappear in that moment. I just wanted like from Star Trek, you know, to be beamed up (laughs) magically. (laughs) Take me out of there. But that didn't happen. And all I remember doing was shoving my hand in my pocket, grabbing my money and just passing it to her and begging in my mind please please just take the money and let me get out of here so yeah that was my my embarrassing moment it was horrid horrible so what happened to you from that moment what what went through your head well funny you should ask (laughs) because what we're talking about today is that embarrassing moments can help us as we're trying to learn another language and they can also stop us cold and so the thing that, that I got out of it, and it was a helpful thing, was that embarrassing moments can help us to to know where we need to go. Like they point us in the direction that we need to learn in. And for me, as soon as I got out of the store and I recovered myself and, you know, I started to breathe again. And Did you get a paper bag? Almost. <laughs> I remember I got out of the store and I just leaned against the wall. It's like, oh, oh, that was awful. But the thing in my head was that I need to talk to my friend. And I went home immediately. I sat my friend down and I said, okay, this is just what happened. And I explained the story. They thought it was hilarious. And then they said, okay, this is what they probably were asking you or talking to you about. And and the question was very was something that happens every time you go to the grocery store, at least here, they said, did you find everything you were looking for? Obviously in Spanish, right? So my friend got me practicing, listening to that question. Did you find everything that you're looking for in Spanish? I'm not going to use it here because you don't care about Spanish. It's in, right? And so we practiced him saying the, asking me the question. And then he would help me through the, the answer. It was either yes, I did. Thank you. Or no. And, whatever it was that was missing. But I just focused on the yes, yes. I'm all right. <laughs> so basically what I learned from that is that an embarrassing moment can help you to know what you need to know. And it will give you the motivation to go out there and learn what you were missing to solve that situation again. Mm-hmm. And then my friend, after we worked on it, he said, now get out there and do it again. I'm like, oh, Okay. And I was just pra- all the way there. I remember it was like a 20 minute walk to get to the grocery store. 
all the way there, I was walking, and in my mind, I was rehearsing the question, rehearsing the answer, rehearsing the question <laughs> over and over in my head. And I did my thing. I got all my supplies that I needed for that day. And sure enough, the cashier asked me that question exactly as my friend had helped me, and I could give my response. So This time you knew what it was. Yes, I knew what this person was asking me. So. That's what I learned. And how about you? How, what did you get out of the, the cervix <laughs> the cervix experience? <laughs> well, I learned from that experience that embarrassment can be the greatest teacher of all. Really? For vocabulary, at least. <laughs> okay. Why, why do you think embarrassing can be a great teacher? Because at the, at the moment, you do want probably to die or to disappear, like you were saying, but... In that moment, that word, it's gets like a stigma into your head. I mean, it's like that word, you will never forget what word sure. was it. It was burned. That's there. right. That's <laughs> right. So it will, in the moment, you will, if you don't know it, in my case, I had to remember. But if you don't know it, you will look for it and you will learn it because you will make sure that that would never happen to you again. Sure. It's like what I was telling you in that moment when I said, oh, it was cervical, 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 cervical. So it's like that. It will never happen again. Another In another situation, it was the same I had. I was talking to a friend that speaks English, and I was telling her that I won a certain amount of pounds. And she said, no, we don't win pounds. That's right. We gain pounds. Yeah. Because pounds are not a price. You sure. Don't, you want to get rid of <laughs> it's them. It's the worst thing that yes, ever happened. Yes. At least for a girl. No? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like that. Gain, gain, gain. From that moment till now, which was many, many years ago, like 20 years ago, yeah. I perfectly remember that conversation because I felt embarrassed from something that I didn't know how to say. So that's why I think embarrassment can be the greatest teacher vocabulary. Great. Okay. So we just gave two ways that embarrassment can help you, but also embarrassment can be a very big detriment or a really big obstacle to you moving forward with your English. And is there something that you could pick out of that experience that you had with the words? That yes. For example, I know that if you get embarrassment to trap you, it's very easy that you try to not want to deal with that situation ever again. Like avoid it? Like avoiding, yes, that's right. So I think that one of the negative sides from embarrassment can be that, that you try to avoid. Like, for example, I know people that they don't want to speak English because they feel very embarrassed one day, and they just try to avoid going to the States or for vacations or watching British shows because they don't want to face it again. They want to avoid the situation. So that can be a very negative thing. So an embarrassing moment can uh, either really help you to remember something yes. well and, <laughs> and never forget it, out. or it can make you go the other direction. Totally. And that would totally stop you from learning That's more. right. So mm -hmm. from... It can be from the same, same, same situation. You can take two different ways. Sure. Either learn and remember forever that you will have to say one word or this way or whatever you're learning or whatever your mistake was. Yeah. Or you're just going to avoid it and try not to, to talk about that topic or you're just going to walk out from English 
And I think that you need to stop in that moment and make like a reflection and think, okay, do I want to move on or do I want to walk away? Yeah. And walking away means you're not going to You're not learning. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Very good. Very good. So now what do you think about, do you have another negative situ way to move on from an embarrassing, an embarrassing moment? moment? Sure. Well, I was thinking about my what happened to me after my cashier experience. And I remember as I was walking out of the grocery store, I had this little inner voice. And I think everybody <laughs> has it, like a little yeah. monkey that sits on your shoulder. Yeah. No, And usually when you mess up or make a mistake, that little monkey is yeah. telling you all the negative things about yourself. You know, But I remember I was thinking, man, I'm so stupid. I wish I could communicate i mean she must have thought that i was an idiot and i never want to do that again yeah tourist gringo (laughs) even though i'm a canadian but i mean i think all of us have that self-talk it can either be positive or it can be negative And, and usually when you're in an embarrassing moment most people have the negative side come out and you know sit on their shoulder and preach preach to them basically yeah no and I think for for me the the negative side of embarrassment is when is that it triggers or it starts off that negative self talk for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and for some people that negative self talk is very loud. Yes, you know, and it, it is very overpowering to to yes. who you are and what you think you can do again in the future. And if you listen to that negative self talk, if you pay attention to what it's saying, you know, that holds you're stupid or you. You can't you do can't this. Do yeah. You won't do it again. Yeah. No, it's just like what you were saying. will help you to avoid that situation. And on one part, avoiding embarrassment is a, it's a survival mechanism. No, yes. you don't want to be in that situation. But talking about learning a language, you must you go through it. You have to make mistakes. Sure. And learning how to manage your self-talk is a really important skill. And it's something that I work with sometimes with some of my students that I, I get them to do it, to, to take a journal or make a journal during the day about all the things that they tell themselves about English, you know, before they're going to have a conference call, what's going through their mind? Mm-hmm. Are they saying, oh man, I can't do this. I'm never going to remember everything or I'm going to make a fool out of myself. And you'd be surprised at all the awful things you say about yourself internally, you know? And, but the, if you start putting it on paper, you will be able to see objectively, hmm, you know, this, if I pay attention to these things, I'm not going to go very far with my English. So what, what we need to do is, is to replace that negative with a positive recording. thing. No, yeah, change the recording. Ask the DJ that's in there to change the, the music. Yes. <laughs> you know, so if you, if you get a, oh, I'm so stupid after you make a mistake. Or when you make a mistake, you should say, I'm trying something new. And making a mistake is part of the learning process. I have to learn how to say it better. Right? Yeah. yeah. I will do this better next time. Yeah. No, Or a very common expression is in English is, if at first you don't succeed, try and try again. Mm-hmm. And you can internalize that and say, okay, I made a mistake. That's okay. I'm going to get up and do it again next time. So I think that that is... Hopefully, I don't get the same issue the next time. <laughs> yeah, well, or she won't remember me as being the idiot that stuff. Well, anyway, yeah, I'm not an idiot. I was the guy that was learning something new. <laughs> no, so I think that the negative things that we can learn is, or that we can 
allow to influence us in the future is the negative self-talk. And, and we need to be really conscious of what we say to ourselves internally and, and to when we know what we say, if it's not constructive, to change it. And maybe what you can do is write your own script. You know, mm-hmm. like, well, if you say that you're stupid. Or like you did, no, memorize. The right thing to the say. The right thing to say. Yeah. yeah, get somebody to help you. Yeah, that's good. So, to summarize. Yes. What did we learn today? Well, I learned that one, embarrassment can be good. Positive yeah. or negative? It can be positive or negative. The positive side is that, one, is a great teacher, like what you were saying, that it's very good to, <laughs> to help you to remember those to words. highlight that, something. Yes, and yeah. you will never forget those words again. Yes. And it can help you to know where you need to focus your study or, or where you need to focus your attention so that you don't repeat the same mistake again. Yeah, totally. The teacher was with vocabulary in my case, but in your case, was to move on on conversation. Sure. So that was the area that you had to move up. Sure, and I needed to learn the specific, you know, puzzle pieces yes. in order to have that conversation. And it was a very specific area of the language that you were learning. Right. And the negative? And the negative is avoiding. It can lead you to avoid situations. If you really want to learn, if you really want to change your, your pronunciation, You need to confront those situations. Sure. So avoiding is not good. No. Avoiding will not let you to learn. It will help you to avoid the embarrassment. Yes, but who cares? <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I mean, probably, for example, in your case, you probably will never see that cashier again. Probably. So who cares about that embarrassing moment? You need to learn, especially if you're learning about a language. Yeah. So... No, don't pay attention to the moment where you're thinking, I need to avoid this. You need to go to the other direction. I need to move on and learn. And do this again. And do this again, over yeah. and over. Right. Like we were talking before. Yeah. All right. And cool. the other thing, the negative thing, is... Oh, me. Oh, well. <laughs> well... To pay attention to what you tell yourself, because you are what you think about, and that's really true. And if you're always telling yourself negative things, you're going to find it very difficult to move your what you're doing in English forward, because you're always going to be holding yourself or pulling yourself back with the negativity that you feed yourself. Hey, thank you for listening to our conversation about being uncomfortable and dealing with embarrassment. Before you go, if you liked today's episode, please make sure you grab your free guide to help you deal with embarrassment and actually make it work for you as you grow your English skills. Just go to www.sellpipsuccess.com forward slash no shame. That's www.sellpipsuccess.com forward slash no shame to download your copy today. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Have a great week. Bye-bye.
My friend, are you struggling right now with your self at prep? Does it feel like you're lost and everyone around you knows what they're doing except you? Don't be afraid to ask for help. And if you don't have someone to ask, um, hello, I'm here. And I'm not even waiting for you to ask for help. I'm inviting you to come and work with me. I'm an experienced English teacher and certified CELPIT trainer, and I can help you prepare for your exam. So if you're ready to stop feeling overwhelmed with what to study next for the CELPIP exam, and if you're ready to get friendly support and encouragement when you're having a hard time, then today is the day for you to connect with me. I want to work with you. Just go to www.selfipsuccess.com forward slash listener, and you'll get a 25% discount when you join the Selfip Success School. I'll put a link for that in my show notes, but that link again is selfipsuccess.com forward slash listener, and you will get a 25% discount. The Selfip Success School combines weekly assignments that you can do on your own with unlimited support from me, as well as weekly live coaching calls. Let's work together and conquer the self exam.